welcome back to Getting Into Good Trouble, where trouble goes, we follow. Today we will be analyzing the protests happening in Australia against sexual assault and answering the question of what's happening in these protests and what are the results from them. My name is Reese. My name is Georgia Ray. My name is Kellen. My name is Lily. This episode is not only to spread awareness about sexual assault, but also to inspire change all over the world and to put a stop to sexual assault. The protests we have researched are centered in Australia, along with all the articles and interviews we have used as sources. Australian citizens are tired of sexual harassment, and the evidence that we have gathered truly shows that. In March 2021, thousands of people protested in Australia, supporting the hashtag MeToo movement. They protested peacefully and carried signs reading, Enough is Enough. It is estimated that 110,000 people protested, and in Canberra, the capital, many people gathered outside of the parliament building. Not only were the protests very peaceful, but they were also very organized. Ms. Higgins, who was an ex-political advisor, even spoke at one. She was raped in a minister's office in 2019. We interviewed Blair Williams to find out more about Brittany Higgins. Essentially, Brittany Higgins, um, you know, former liberal, liberal staffer, uh, really rip off a band-aid of Parliament House um, and expose all the horrific, uh, toxic abuse and kind of workplace culture in there, um, you know, with, with her allegation that she was raped in Parliament House in a ministerial office, which is horrific. Um, and we, you know, saw the government kind of respond to that really not quite appropriately, uh, kind of trying to silence the situation or hush it up or even victim blame her. Um, Brittany Higgins quite a bit but it really did start to open up that conversation so a lot more women came out um, and talked about the, the similar experiences in, in politics or whether whether it's in Parliament House or just by their political colleagues outside Parliament House. She has fueled these protests. She has inspired young women to come and share their stories. Since sharing her, her story and other stories, she's inspired thousands of people to join the protests. Organizers suggested it could be the biggest uprising of women that Australia has ever seen. In Melbourne, Protesters carried a long banner listing the names of women killed in acts and gendered violence in the past decade. A little more about Brittany Higgins is that her alleged rapist is Bruce Letterman and he pleaded not guilty. And Brittany was a former government staffer and she alleged to the publicly last night, last month that she's been raped by a colleague in the minister's office in 2019. Higgins told the crowd her story was a painful reminder to women that it can happen in Paul Margaret House and can truly happen anywhere. Georgia, what is it like for women who want to speak up for themselves? There's such a stigma and victim shaming going on that we could find no one willing to speak out. This is the problem. Many women feel like they aren't welcome to speak about their assaults. The protests are urging people to see what is happening and the importance of stopping sexual assault from happening further. Many victims don't speak about the assaults or they release statements anonymously. For example, an anonymous victim said that they were raped by Christian Porter, Australian's attorney general in 1988. Earlier this month, Mr. Porter revealed that he was the subject of a claim alleging he raped a 16-year-old girl when he was a teenager. He strongly denied the allegation. And then later this year, an anonymous victim died by suicide. The hashtag MeToo movement has had a significant effect on Australian culture and how it views sexual assault. The movement caused many women to come forward and talk about their experiences with sexual assault as well as call out the men who sexually assaulted them. The Australian government will introduce a requirement for affirmative consent. This means a person must take active steps to confirm that they have received consent for sexual activity or risk committing a crime. Even though the Australian government believes this is helping, this could still result in a situation where it's one person's word against another's. There would be no evidence that they did or did not give consent. We asked Blair what kind of changes should be made and what changes have been made by the government 
about the sexual assault laws, and she responded with a statement about how little the parliament gets together to discuss these kind of topics. It's very complicated by the fact that uh, the current government uh, has only put in uh, 10 sitting days until May. So wow. there will only be 10 days they're going to be sitting in Parliament to like discuss things. And obviously there's uh, so many other things to discuss, like COVID, climate change, mm-hmm. um, the housing affordability crisis, uh, you know, the religious discrimination bill that they're trying to put through, which I'm not a fan of. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things for them to discuss, but it's like where on their, like, where is this place on their agenda? Is it at the top of the list, which it should be? Yeah. Or is it... Are they going to try and bury it and not do anything really about it until after the election? Or they just have a bit more like to not really deal with it? Like, will they say they're doing something without actually doing anything? Because they've done that in the past. So we've gotten to what the problem is, but why are they actually protesting? These people are protesting because one in three people working at Australia's parliament have been sexually harassed. This means that almost 33% of women have been harassed in their own workplace. Yeah, and a lot of this information was actually released in a report called The Set Standard. The report made people protest because they saw how bad the problem of sexual assault is in Australia. According to the woman we're interviewing, Blair Williams, our parliaments are about representation for men by men. It is a toxic culture and excludes women, resulting in the enabling of what we've been seeing recently. So we asked Blair more about this quote. You said in, um, I believe it was a separate interview, you said our parliaments about representation for men by men. How do you think we can strike change to improve this issue? A few things have to happen simultaneously. One is that we can't have a culture like a workplace culture in parliament like we have right now because it's way too sexist. Um, it's too risky. Like what woman would want to join that culture? You know, who's going to put their head above the parapet and, you know, kind of sign up for that? I mean, obviously there are a lot of women who are doing that and that's fantastic and it's great to see, but they really do need to change the culture in Parliament House to make it a safe workplace, not only for staffers, but also for politicians and generally anyone who goes in there, whether it's interns, volunteers, the public. Um, so I think that's a big step and they can do that through um, a code of conduct that the government definitely needs to implement. Um, But also, you know, political parties need to do a lot more to ensure that there are more women in politics. What do you guys think about this? I think that is totally unfair and totally unright and it's probably really hard to change a few of our constitutions, which is kind of big, but it would really make everything more fair. Yeah, I 100% agree with that quote because I feel like all the laws that we are trying to change are made by men and I feel like they don't understand what's actually actually happening to these women and hopefully these protests are spreading enough awareness that they can reach the people who are turning a blind eye. And the statistics are strongly towards the fact that this is real and you know people can't be ignoring this and just excusing it within the parliament. These women are taking action and trying to make a change for themselves and the better of all the rest of the women in the future. And you really don't see this in the news. Huge deals, a big crisis. For many women it's hard to speak out so we don't often hear about this stuff because they feel like no one is going to help them if they speak out about it, which is a really big problem. And they drop the case because what happens is like they go into it and then people start shutting it down. People start telling them that they're faking it or that it didn't happen. And then they just, they drop the case. So it's, it's a system and it's where all these women are coming together and they're saying this happened to me and then they're getting shut down. And I think that this quote really just sums up the fact that we need to change this and we can't keep continuing in this toxic environment created by men. 
Thank you for listening to Getting Into Good Trouble. We'd like to give a special shout out to Blair Williams for letting us interview her, Miss Fancher for leading the class, and to you, the listeners, because without you, where would we be? Make sure to tune in next time to Getting Into Good Trouble. <laughs>